Hola, welcome to another episode of Alternative Perspective with Viv. My name is Vivian and this is the show. So today we're talking about sexual healing, the shadow aspects. What do I mean when I say shadow aspects? The dark aspects of sexual healing, you know, the reason why we seek sex as a form of healing. It's a very like um, common form of seeking intimacy, okay? So the first thing we're going to start with is knowing the difference between lust and love, okay? Obviously, depending on the age range you're in, you may have learned the way, the, you may have learned how the world works on the job, meaning learning how to relate to the opposite sex or to your same-sex partners or non-binary partners, learning how to relate to them in a way that serves you while also balancing out the dynamic. I think when it comes to sex, we start to realize that most times when people are have interest in us is because of what they can get. And it's very important to have your antennas, you know, working. Now, for me, if I'm being honest, I'm just remembering a quote that I saw in my journal a while ago. I said, follow your intuition and forget about being polite, your safety first. And I'm sure I've mentioned this on this podcast before. It's all about your safety and about protecting yourself. It's no longer about betrayal. It's no longer about beating yourself up. It's no longer about destroying yourself for other people that are just there for about 10 seconds, you know? Honor yourself at all times. So when when I'm talking about the difference between lust and love, I'm talking about, okay, how can you tell the difference? Let's get into it. Lust is when somebody really just sees you for what you are physically. They want sex from you, point blank. Lust most likely is going to mean as soon as I've had my fill, I'm on to the next one, okay? Lust doesn't have meaningful conversations. It doesn't have a person that is listening to you because they really don't care. Although maybe I should talk about the people that pretend, but then I may may get a bit confused. I want to be black and white here. You get that feeling that this person doesn't care as much. It's in the little tells, it's in the way they say things, it's in the way they look at you, it's in the slight sigh of exasperation or the rolling of eyes when you don't notice, when you they think you're not seeing them. Stuff like that. You would always know when someone is not into you. However, that sex is still happening. Definitely, that's lost, okay? I find that it's not hard to have sex with someone and respect them, but a lot of people don't have that level of, what's the right word, decorum. Thank you. So that is lust for me. Lust doesn't feel, lust is very heated. Lust is very raging fire. And you know that you're going to burn out, but you force it. No, yeah. You rush into it either way. You're pushing against any warning signs. Lust, if we're being honest, also feels disgusting in a shadow aspect. Because with everything in life, there's the dark, there's the middle, which has a mixture of both and is balanced. And then there's the all good, you know. So my point is that on a shadow aspect, you do have lust being almost um, perverted, especially when it's a dynamic in which one person just won't start from that person that is the target. You know, in this life, everybody's a target. So people are watching you for what they can get from you. So you have to be very careful, especially when it comes to your body, because this is a temple. This is a place in which only gods and goddesses access. Oh my God. 
<laughs> yes yeah, so you have to think about that don't worry we'll get to why it may be difficult to think about that if you're coming from a shadow aspect in terms of sex so then let's talk about love 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 feels warm love feels safe love feels secure like a warm blanket on a cold rainy day Oof! it's like it feels like uh, music mm? soft slow jazz you feel it in your body when somebody actually has love for you it's in the way they look at you when they think you're not looking and it's those looks of adoration it's in the way they intently listen to what you're saying it's in the way they smile when you, when you say something funny or they laugh when you say it's a cracky joke that they didn't expect you know it's in the way they hold your hand when when they're not thinking or when you're walking together love shows itself in subtle things the same way loss shows itself and maybe i should also talk about a combination of lust and love because you can have lust and love in a balanced dynamic you see how the key word today is balance there's always a good and bad aspect of things but the key thing is balance so because too much of something good isn't good too much of a bad thing is obviously not good as well so you have to bring it together oh wow that's a lot right i know anyway so let's talk about a combination of lust and love this i feel will occur better in a balanced dynamic you know this is somebody that you have love for but you're also very much physically attracted to remember i spoke about sex being an art this is somebody in which your body gets heated when you see them you know every breath is a turn on you know <laughs> you know please may i read romance novels that are spicy so i know what i'm talking about i'm sure my ladies know what i'm talking about so anyway my point is that this person is like you feel like your person is a god i've said this me when i'm interacting with people i'm thinking god goddess level you know what i'm saying so i'm thinking that everything about this person yes the person is a human being you don't idolize people but just by naturally being i am turned on by your existence that is love and lust in a combination that is balanced there's respect there there's the ability to be seen by both parties to be heard to be understood then our bodies understand each other even more because we've sorted out the spiritual foundation for lust and love to exist in a dynamic there has to be a spiritual foundation first so that when the physical union occurs man it takes it out of the park uh. <laughs> Am I speaking like somebody that has had that experience? No, I'm not. But I already know the real deal. Please. I already know what love is. What real love is. That's why I'm not settling for bullshit. So we have that. <laughs> we're moving to the next section. So now we're talking about using sex as a form of intimacy. The feels about that. Normally, you find that and psychologically you find that people that seek intimacy through physical acts never had emotional intimacy growing up either they were faced with emotional caretakers that were emotionally neglectful or they faced some kind of abuse you know it could be anything from physical abuse to something that would just have inflicted deep trauma on the person so you have the you the person would then have the inability to form bonds through normal pathways because those pathways when constructed for them emotional caretakers i.e parents guardians you know um they're supposed to create the pathway through which we form or we 
become human, become a person, emotional pathways, how we can handle conflict resolution, emotional regulation, love, affection, all of that is created and, you know, constructed from watching our caretakers. But the problem then occurs when the caretakers are neglectful and absent. Then you have no, you don't have much to work on. Chances are you find yourself shifting to that people-pleasing mode of doing whatever it is that you think will prove your worth so that people will love you. But then you also find that these people don't ever give you the acknowledgement of love. So you, it's kind of like something that they dangle over you because people love power. So it comes back to using sex as a form of intimacy. These people that have been neglected growing up, is it's what leads to them seeking intimacy through bodies. They can only have intimacy by touching another body and being entwined in another body. It's the only way they can connect. But the thing is that after that sex has happened, there's nothing to hold on to. You find yourself that whereas the man was smiling at you five minutes ago now the he has returned back to being angry or irritated by your presence trust me life is that um fickle you know people are that fickle people are that self-centered you know so trust me when i say using sex as a form of intimacy wouldn't go right which is why i say if you're using sex as a form of intimacy it's not like you're having sex in the hopes that you start a relationship zero you're having sex you're not coming back that you're not coming back to that person again let me repeat what i'm saying you're having sex and you're not going back to that person again okay so really you don't have a chance of idolizing idealizing whatever a person and thinking that because you've had sex this thing of intimacy now you're in a relationship or now you have a close relationship now you have some kind of bond zero so if you know that sex is that kind of thing that you used to feel some form of closeness to someone okay well it's best to be that person that hits it and quits it as a lady as i'm saying that's what i'm saying yes why not if you're going to use that as a form of healing trust me there's no there's no keeping of a person you're hopping and you're moving somewhere else don't worry i'll get to bodies later um that's me being real that's me being real because you can't have your cake and eat it too it's not going to work. Sex as a form of forming a bond with someone is not going to work. It, it's okay. It works in certain situations, but I wouldn't advise for that to be something that I even use as a way of having a relationship with someone. It's not going to work. So that's sex as a form of intimacy, the fails. Then we have sex as a form of therapy. Now, what do I mean by this? So we're talking about people from emotionally neglectful backgrounds, people that have some form of trauma, neglect, some kind of deep pain. Most times when these people have had these kind of backgrounds and, you know, beginnings, they have this void where love should have been filled. <coughs> love should have filled in. They have this void. And so they seek to fill this void by having sex first of all you know you're trying to have some form of intimacy you're trying to feel whole you're trying to piece a part of you together but in reality you're giving parts of yourself away sex as a form of therapy won't ever work because at the end of the day you still feel empty inside but like you are giving more than you're receiving 
your your body is even fu- isn't even fully relaxed because it's not even understanding what it's going through your mind just thinks void i need to feel this so that's why i would say that vices don't ever feel in your stuff they just temporarily numb until you look for the next fix so yeah and then on topic of sex and bodies you know when one is undertaking this kind of um path or journey most times one isn't even in tune with their body you understand this is the only way of feeling something you know and most times they don't even feel anything let me tell you when your body is you know trapped with trauma when your body and you are your spirits are disconnected it's kind of like you're a zombie most times people resort to sex to kind of make them feel things they want to see how much they can feel in that moment but nothing really gets fulfilled there's no desire that is quenched in fact there's even more of a hole where the void is but i find that in these situations a lot of times people don't even understand how their bodies work you know they don't know much about what they like or they don't like you know stds protection you know why you can't have an orgasm and then we have that thing of wanting to please oh my god i'm about to cringe when one is using sex as a form of intimacy therapy everything you're trying to please another person like i said you're seeking love is an art is an act sorry of seeking love and people can see that most of the time and people love when they see a vulnerable person at their disposal because people are sick it is what it is so trust me when i say that i'm saying this from a place of real understanding you know real knowledge of it the disconnect between your spirits and your body the lack of understanding of how your body works the inability to feel anything because your body is just norm and this act that you're engaging in is not doing anything but making you feel colder you know that's why for me i always say and this is what what leads me to my next section celibacy i'm someone that celibates right and that's because i know that i'm a highly sexual person like i said sex is an art not many people are artists i realized that the reasons for my engaging in physical activities with people was to fill up a void was to feel loved was to feel seen was to please so that i so that somebody would actually please me and none of that worked so trust me when i say that i know what i'm saying so that's that's what brings me into celibacy celibacy for me was about calling my energy back because i think i have bad ass energy and i felt that because i'm a highly sexual being is i've said this before a highly sexual woman is a highly creative woman and sexual energy is also healing energy and creative energy so there's a lot of that meaning celibacy was a way of transmuting that energy that was being used through actual sex into actual creative work you know celibacy was about closing the temple doors and saying honey there's a guest list if you're not on this list you can't enter you get me (laughs) so it's about saying hello we have our standards this is not happening you know and this is after coming from a place in which 
it was just a thing that was normal, you know? It's about raising your standards. It's about knowing yourself. It's about learning. And honestly, by bringing my energy back, I started to learn more about my body. I started to learn more about what, what I liked, you know? I started to realize that really, wow, I've actually just been wasting my energy away with, you know, I almost called, I wanted to call them, I wanted to call them a bad name. But right now, I just feel like, let me have my good energy. Wasting my energy away, but putting my energy back made me feel like I'm such a sexy being. And my sexiness is not defined by male validation. My sexiness is not male-centered all my days. My sexiness is me-centered, even to the point where I find myself sometimes shifting to a masculine way of dressing because that makes me feel very comfortable. And I think I mentioned in another episode that I feel like there's a fourth identity here. And I feel so good saying that because I feel like it's real. That's quite masculine. I feel comfortable in masculine clothes. I feel comfortable in um, clothes that make me feel so comfortable. What is my point here? My point is that ah, my sexiness is sexy regardless of what is dressed up as. The sexiness is is just as it is. My sexiness just is just is. Is that English? My sexiness just is. <laughs> That's how I feel. This is my validation of my sexiness. This is not all how many men have found me sexy zero i'm not even there in fact sometimes i even cringe when i'm perceived by the opposite sex because i always know that it doesn't come with good intentions and i remember one time a writer told me he said please i was just being dramatic <laughs> he said you're kind of like the car in the showroom that is on display but is inaccessible and untouchable and i looked at him and i said well done <laughs> well done honey like can you afford the car that's on the showroom that's on display that's untouchable and inaccessible if you can't trust me it's just going to always be on display that's how i see things now that i'm celebrate trust me like i look and i'm like i feel that i want the hands that touch me to be divine do you get me like goddess vibes are you getting me that's what celibacy is about and i mentioned in one of my episodes i think it was romance that i oscillate between horish and nonish i'm in my nonish phase okay i've not found that balance yet so i'm in my nonish celibacy priestess mode i'm just focusing on serving god thank you lord <laughs> So after that phase of using sexual energy and physical activities, when I came in, I started to utilize it more to create music, to create more videos, to produce music. I see there's so much that I can create. It's literally in my bones because like I said, highly sexual energy is highly creative energy. It's all about transmutation. So if you're not having sex, you're then creating. And I've just been doing that for the brand. So um that was my point if somebody was doing all of that in the past in the old story in this new chapter it's like okay i have all of this i want to create gold i want to earn from what i'm doing you know i want this energy to create something that's going to bring me bar you know 
So that's where we've been. That's what we've been doing. Celibacy is about transmuting your sexual energy into something more productive. When you're not having sex, trust me, the clarity is super amazing. And like I said, I always say it's horish and nonish. On when I'm nonish, right? Literally, I shut down anything that brings up any like sexual stimulation. Z anything and then i transmute it in different ways for example okay something that seems very orgasmic is just creating art beautiful but let me be more specific um i find writing to be amazing you know i love to write so it's a lovely thing for me you know i love to write poetry i love to write angry poetry and then songs that makes me feel like i'm having an orgasm secondly and this is something that i realized because i have a very tense back no and obviously i'm aging you know like literally i'm almost my 30s for goodness sakes like it's next door so basically i'm saying that one needs to stretch i want to like move their muscles i got a massager i think i mentioned this before i'm not sure but honestly the things that is the places it's been massaging me i have been moaning like i've never moaned before i've never moaned like that even while i was yeah but like moaning my ass off, rolling my eyes to the back, even screaming and saying, God, God, because they're massaging my back. <laughs> Do you know something? I said, wow. So really, let me tell you something. Sex is not the only thing. And like I said in that romance episode, which I've said again, like how many times, it's an art. It's not everybody that can do it like that. You get me? And if you know that you can do it like that, keep it to yourself and do it. Like I said, bring that energy back. Me, I'm going to give a shout out to the Big O by Oloni. She just released it, like I think last week. It's about your body, sex, relationships. Me myself, I'm even going to buy the book because I want to know more about my body. Since I've brought my energy back and I've sorted out certain things that were stopping me from, you know, getting closer to my body, the lack of sex has made me come become more in tune and know that she's such a precious individual. There's not everybody that can access here. The like the idea of like holding on for before having sex if somebody comes in right is so sexy to me the weight is sexy and i am worth the weight <laughs> so that's how i feel like all the ladies that are here feel as well that listen to this podcast like worth the weight what there's so many things to uh didn't i just say that in order to get that real relationship the correct balance of lust and love you need to work on that spiritual foundation before you can get access here meet me in my mind meet me in my spirit meet me in my soul then you get the access to the body because that's the final thing that's the cherry there's so much more but people people are just looking at that cherry excuse me you don't have taste there's so much more to see there's so much more to me exactly so that's why I feel about celibacy. So celibacy, like, it made me feel like, see, me, you, I know sex very well. It's just a natural thing. It's not that I was taught, whatever. Some people just have it. Some people just actually have things and can do it. Fine. Well, my thing is that it's not about the act that I know sex very well. It's about the art. Do you get me? There's a difference. So that art of sex, it doesn't have to have union. It can be solo. And like I said, it doesn't have to be sexual. I've already mentioned how I've had my own version of it, you know. I dance. I'm a sensual mover. Do you get me? It's, sex can also be, uh, how can I? Yeah, sex can also be non-sexual. Something can feel like sex, but it's like, that, that's why there's something called tantra, which is having sex 
without using your body. Hello, research that shit. That is what I mean. Like everything is more soul first before the body. The body is the very last thing. So with sex, it's just in me. And that is why it shows in my creative energy. That is it, that's me transmuting, it does me using it. So you can always transmute sexual energy into something productive. There's exercise, there's dance, there's movement, things that make your body just be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> things that make your eyes roll to the back, you know. There are er erogenous zones on our body, right? Places that you can massage and feel so good. You can do that for, for yourself. That's why the massager that I have is so good for my back, for my neck. Do you get me? Trapped energy that is there, let it move. What was I saying beforehand? So Olani's book, yes. Let's know more about our body. Sexual health is so important, so important. Getting checked regularly, knowing who you're sleeping with, all of that, which is why once again, I encourage celibacy where everybody's ready. Everybody can do what they want to do, really. But like at, what, at a particular age, you're like, I'm tired of actually, you know, fucking around. You know, I, I feel like I need more time to myself. I need to reevaluate my life. So th that's what this, this space is for. Like celibacy is about realizing that you don't need to give your energy away anymore. You can bring it back and hone in on it. That's how you transmute. That's how you change. That's how you have just this new awakening, this clarity. Then you're even more discerning about who is coming into your life. I look at everybody with like odd eyes now because people don't have good intentions, you know. I even prefer people to be writing down their intentions for me. Yes, yes. I'm not that kind of person that's going to sit around and be like, oh, so what are we? I rather head on. It's like, okay, so what is your intention here now, now that you're here? What, what do you want to do here? Don't bullshit me. Of course, I'll say it in a ladylike manner. <laughs> not in a sweet way, but in a direct way. Point being is that I don't, I'm not that kind of person that has time for games, for chit-chats, you know. I'm all or nothing. I'm 100%. And that is why I said in my romance part two episode, I said that, once I've realized that I've made the wrong call, I just disappear. I have no I have no regrets disappearing on people that try to deceive me into being with, with me. Yeah. And that's me taking accountability for being deceived. Does that make sense? But it doesn't matter. What matters is that you get out of there. You clocked that, ah, somebody is being sneaky. You move. You block all access. So at the end of the day, really, you're still winning. So my thing now is that with the celibacy is more of catching that shit at the front door not bringing somebody in and saying oh this person is sneaky no which made me know that my boundaries had become even better because before i would watch i'll say come in first even though something is like no don't let them come in i can always handle people coming in and then me kicking them out as opposed to me stopping them in their tracks just based on conditioning but when i realized that i felt and i got like that energy of What's the right word? I got that energy of you need to stop people at the door. Then that's when I started to say, okay, I have a security system. I have a guest list. It's a VIP list. If you're not on the list, you leave. The list is very short. And this is me as a whole, as a person, not sexually. So boundaries are important. Stopping people at the door. Trust me, when you ask the right questions, the right people will run away. And if you're repelling people, it means that you're making space for the right people to come in. Hell yeah. So yeah, the next section after um, 
celibacy was transmitting sexual energy but i ended up talking about all of it at once i'm really happy and i'm so thankful to you for listening i hope that you enjoyed this segment i think i was really enough this wasn't the segment that i originally recorded before and i'll tell you why i always like um record what's, what's, what's the right word I record based on a certain vibe, you know, and if I'm editing and that vibe isn't there, I'm going to re-record. So that's what happened. I felt like it helps sometimes. The same way I did with Romance Part 2, I had the drunken episode in which I said all the shit, and then I had a more refined episode after. I'm a refined girl, you know, so (laughs) I don't think I'm doing raw anymore. I don't think I'm doing raw anymore because I don't believe the world deserves the raw. I think it's close community that deserves the raw. I feel like and when I say close community, I feel like in person, I feel like, you know, we're seeing each other, we know each other's names, you know, so definitely you start to find me advertising about my personal, personal spaces later on, there's no rush, but I felt like, no, the rawness is for behind closed doors, so this is the general stage where we will present a sort of refined, sort of refined version of Viv, but yeah, like, I start to think people, I'm like, okay, you know what? Eventually, I want this podcast to actually expand, right? And I want to be able to send something to producers without it being too much. And there's nothing in being too much, but too much in a way that is not authentic. You get me? Am I being unauthentic, though? No, I'm not. But, yeah, it is what it is. In a way that just feels aligned with who I am in the present moment. I want to be able to look back and be like, yeah. I did this right. Yeah. So that's it for me. You'll never believe that the first um the first episode of this that I recorded was about an hour 32 minutes. And look at me coming back refined with clarity and recording this. I think this is about 30 minutes, maybe 40. Either way, I'm happy, I'm proud. And this is how we're refining our speech. Yeah. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, Catch you next time. Bye.